Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to be here for your team meeting. And I would imagine this is strategic planning, getting ready for the new year, getting the team ready. Uh, my name is Tomas Martinez. How many of you were here when I spoke, uh, what was it, three years ago? Yeah, out in Bernie? Oh, okay, several of you. Okay, very cool. Um, just so I know, because this will really help me later, how many of you have been uh, with Neil & Neil for five years or more? Five years or more? One? Okay, all right. That's good. Are you on, you're on the, um, on the administrative side? Are you on the real estate side, like uh, out? Kind of both. Well, okay, that's good. They're a hybrid, I love it. Um, anybody uh, more than three? Raise your hand if you're more than three. Okay, that helps, that helps me. Okay, good. Who's here, it's like you just started? Yay, awesome, awesome. Well, listen, I wanna talk about long-term versus instant gratification, right? Long-term success over instant gratification. And we're gonna kinda start with this idea of responsibility, all right? So you've got some, does everybody have something to write with, right? You have something to write with? Because at one point, I'm gonna have you write something down for me. It's gonna be really important because we're gonna kinda brainstorm together. Now, what do I do? Uh, I own a magazine, I own Luxury Home Magazine. Uh, my wife and I started that publication in 2011. Prior to that, does anybody know what I used to do? I was a teacher. I taught third, fourth, and fifth grade. And let me tell you, I loved my job. It's very similar to teaching realtors, right? Except you guys can go to the bathroom whenever you need to. All right? You, you saw that, right? <laughs> Listen, you go to the bathroom anytime you need. If you need to go to the restroom, go to the restroom. But um, I got into real estate kind of uh, by force. You know, in 2009, my wife was uh, let go from Newmark Homes. Y'all remember when Newmark went out of business? If you were in the business, y'all probably weren't even in the business at that point. Okay, so in 2009, Newmark goes under. They basically filed bankruptcy. My wife was one of the top salespeople over there. And she comes home and she says, I want to be a realtor. And I'm like, God bless you. I don't be good luck. She goes, no, 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 you're coming with me. So she was pregnant at the time, about five, six months pregnant. So I became a realtor as well. We're in the process. And so fast forward, we get this crazy idea to start a magazine and here we are today uh, with Luxury Home Magazine. We also own a school, if you've ever heard of Spanish Grove Academy, it's a Spanish pre-K in, in Stone Oak. And uh, we bought that in 2015. And so I stand before you wanting to talk about instant gratification versus long-term success in the business that you're in. And we're gonna start with this idea. Has anybody heard of Jordan Peterson? Anybody heard of him? One person, all right. All right, so Jordan Peterson is a book writer. He is a, uh, he's a professor, uh, psychologist. He wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. Now I was given this book. Anybody been given a book, right? Someone says, hey, I think you should read this book, right? This book is this thick, just FYI. I mean, it's a monster book, okay? So he hands me this book and I feel really compelled, crap, I gotta read it, you know what I mean? Like, and so I start reading this book and I'm blown away. Then I hear he's coming to San Antonio. He's gonna be at the Tobin uh, 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 recently. This is probably what, last year? I think it was last year. So he came to the Tobin Center. Now I want you to think about something. This is a guy who writes about, you know, purpose, you know, just your life. He talks a lot about self-help. He talks a lot about, not necessarily self-help, but just, you know, working on yourself, responsibility. And he's an author. This book, within a year, a little over a year, it sold two million copies. 
Two million copies for a nonfiction book is insane. That's a lot of copies. Since then, it's continued to break records. He shows up at the Tobin Center. How many tickets do you think he sold at the Tobin Center? He sold it out. Complete sellout. The VIP tickets were gone. So I find out after being given this book, I found out he's there and I go to this event and just so you know, here are his 12 rules for life. I'm not gonna go into that. But he starts off his presentation saying, you know what, I'm gonna talk about one of the rules that's not in the book. And he talks about this idea. Responsibility is the pathway to meaning. And the minute that he said it, it was like, whoa, hold up, I gotta write that down and I started taking notes. Now, as we go through this presentation, remember, we're, we're talking about instant gratification versus long-term success in the business, right? And we're using this as the jump-off point. I wanna talk about this idea of responsibility. Now, for many of you, you understand this word because I wanna go back. I wanna go way back. I want you to think, you know, like, like high school days, okay? So this, this, <laughs> This is a great photo of me in, uh, because my sister wanted to be a model. So I had to do modeling pictures with my sister. And so this was me, I think about eighth grade, right? Now I, now I want you to go back because look, I didn't forget about some of the guys in here. You know, you remember this phase as well. Remember this phase back in the day, the jams? Anybody have jams? Now, okay, you remember the jams, all right? Now, but, but I don't want to forget about the ladies because some of y'all still own this, okay? Some of you still, who's bringing back the jean jacket? Anybody brought it back yet? Yep, okay. But now I say all that to go, I want you to think for a minute. Do you remember what responsibility felt like when you were younger? What was responsibility like when you were younger? Say it out loud. What was that, what did that word mean to you when you were younger? Responsibility. When you, even when you were younger, paying bills? Okay, you had to pay bills. Okay, what else? What does responsibility mean? Homework, chores. Yes, what else? The dogs. The dogs. You got to clean up that backyard, right? Anything else come to mind? Behaving, right? Yeah, just act, act right. Mijo, act right. You better act right at school, you know? The idea here is that when you think about your responsibility level when you were back in these days, that responsibility level, would you say it's low or high? It's low. That responsibility level is low. Now, I say that for a reason, because as, we, as we're going to go through this presentation, one of the things I want to talk about is your responsibility today, right? Now, before I do that, I need to explain this photo, because I think this is really, really important, okay? And you're like, Tomas, what does responsibility have, you know, what does Homer have to do with responsibility? Well, it's really important. Because Homer here is, has a bottle of vodka and mayonnaise. And so in this episode, he walks in and Marge is getting on him, giving him a hard time. And he literally looks at her, pours the vodka in, the mayonnaise, shakes it up, and he says, that's a problem for future Homer. Drinks the juice, passes out on the couch. Okay? Now, catch what he says there. He said, that's a problem for future Homer. Now, is Homer living in long-term success or instant gratification? <laughs> instant gratification. What does that sound like for a lot of us? That sounds like when we were younger, right? When we're in this younger uh, uh, idea of our life, that younger version, it was, hey, what can I get right now? What can I get right now? What can I get right now? 
But as you move into this next phase, we move into where you are today, we have to start thinking, okay, wait a minute. Okay, how do I build long-term success in this business? How do I take the responsibilities that I have and get long-term success and don't end up like Homer going, that's a problem for future Tomas. That's a problem for future, you know, Clint. That's a problem for future Billy, right? Whatever the case may be, we have to start thinking, okay, what are my responsibilities today? So this is what I want you to put on your paper for me. You have you today and you have future you. Anybody notice what I did there? Anybody notice the symbolism what I did there? You're a little taller, right? Now, am I talking physically? Do you think that's a physical representation of you? Probably not. I'm Pro for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It that's not a physical representation. But what do you think I mean by that? Future you, you're here now, but future you is going to look like this later. That's the goal, right? Do we all want to be bigger financially? Can everybody say, yes, I want to be bigger financially? Yes. Do we all want to be bigger, just success? Because remember, money does not necessarily equal happiness. And we can go through many, many, many examples of people with a whole lot of money that hate themselves and everybody around them, which we don't need to do, right? But now, Think about this, you today versus future you. This is the concept that I want you to think about as we move forward because when we're talking about instant gratification and we're talking about long-term success, these two things are gonna be dependent on the decisions that you make today. Everything is gonna be based on your decision point that you're at today. So future you is over here saying, okay, listen, I sure hope you get it together, Homer. I sure hope you figure it out. That future version of who you wanna be is hoping that you will make the decisions today so that you can get where you wanna go. Now, this quote really you know, uh, made me wanna stop and think, and I, I wanted you guys to stop and think about this for a second. People who grow up without a sense of how yesterday has affected today are unlikely to have strong sense of how today affects tomorrow. Now, when you hear that, I just, participation, I love participation. Remember, I was a third grade teacher, right? Fourth grade teacher. And you're hearing that, what's coming to mind? Tell me. People who don't learn from their mistakes. Gotta learn from your mistakes which means you gotta take time to reflect. Look at what happened, right? What else, what else is coming to your mind? Hold on, hold on one sec, wait, say that again. Okay, expound on that, I like it. Throwing a rock in the pond. So you decide to do that today and the rock hits the pond in the future, maybe even in seconds in the future, then you have the effects with the rippling. You have the rippling, right? Now you think about that, if you don't have the rock, if you don't take the action, there's no ripple, right? There's no ripple. We're gonna get back to that. If you don't take the action, there is no possibility of the ripple effect. Somebody said something over here. Uh, I was saying the, kind of like the political climate we have going on right now. Okay, that's what reminds you of that, yeah? Okay, yeah, you, he, he went there. All right, thanks a lot, all right? <laughs> so 
But, but I'm thinking of this, go back to when you were in high school, right? Did we have a strong sense of things that were happening in the past with us when we were younger? We really, it didn't, like we weren't even worried about what was coming up in the future. Like, you know, tomorrow was not a big thing when you're younger. Can we all agree to that? Tomorrow was not a big deal. But now as we've gotten older, because if I said, okay, you know, responsibility as a teenager, we all said was low. Now I said, when you hear the word responsibility right now, where you're at, when you hear that word, tell me what comes to mind. Go. Bills. Bills. What else? Bills. Kids. Kids. Big time. What else? Stability. Oh, creating stability. Figuring out how to create that. I love that. What else comes to mind? I had to, Say again. Rising tuition. Oh my gosh. Yes. I had someone literally go, stress. <laughs> I did this. And they, they said it in such a way I was like, somebody go hug them. Okay, we need, they need a hug. <laughs> right? Because they were feeling this pressure and this stress. And I was just like, whoa. Like, you know, I, don't, I, I wouldn't want anybody to feel that. Right? But, but that happens when you have bills. Right? So now, knowing... If we understand how what we did yesterday affects today, can we all agree to that? If, if you did no lean generation yesterday, and you did no lead generation the day before that, and you did no lead generation the day before that, and you're on Friday and you're going, where's all my leads? Are you with me? That doesn't really make sense. You didn't take the action, you didn't throw the rock to create the ripple. And so this process is knowing, this idea of responsibility is knowing that your actions create the opportunities, which is really important. And then understanding that how today is going to affect tomorrow. Because I, I always talk to agents. Agents will come and they'll say, Tomas, I want to be a luxury agent. And I said, that's awesome. How about we just be an agent, right? Regardless of luxury, Regardless of what type, how about we just work on taking care of people? And guess what happens when you take care of people? You're gonna get more opportunities and eventually you're gonna get a luxury property. For my wife and I, we were both agents. We started out in the business in 09. We got our first luxury listing after about 11 months. It was a $900,000 listing and we were literally through the moon. We were just like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? And we thought of all kinds of crazy ideas to try to get this house sold. But the thing is, is regardless if you're in the business for five years and you get that luxury listing or you get it at three months or 11 months, whatever the case may be, you're gonna get the opportunity if you take care of everybody. You're gonna get that opportunity. And I'll come back to that. So now, Here's what you're gonna write. I need you to do this for me right now. In your side of the business with your team, I'm gonna give you one minute. I need you to write down your responsibilities for Neil and Neil. I need your responsibilities for what you're in charge of. You got one minute, does everybody know what we're doing? Write them down, get as many things on that paper as possible, go.
Okay, about 20 more seconds. Okay, so now we're going to trade papers. We're going to grade your responsibilities to trade. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's a teacher joke. Sorry. Um, so now look at your list for me, okay? Um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter the, the number that you came up with. That's, that's not the point. I wanted you to do this for a reason because it really connects to this whole responsibility, this idea, because long-term uh, uh, success versus instant gratification. So give me some of those ideas. Say them out loud. Go. Who wants to go first? Tell me one. Yeah, team, player. team player. Love it. What else? Provide excellent client service. Provide excellent client service. That is a responsibility. Love it. Keep going. Sell houses. Sell houses. <laughs> and lots of them. I love it. <laughs> What else? Set the expectations. Set the, that is, that's a huge responsibility, right? Got to set the expectation with the client. What else? Vision. Yes. Convert leads. Big responsibility. What else? We got a lot of people in this room. Come on. Numbers. Numbers. Okay, what do you mean by that? Numbers. Conversion rates. Conversion rates. Knowing your conversion rates. That's huge. What else? In the back. Come on. Process, improving processes. I love it. Say it again, I'm sorry. Yes, self-initiative, being driven. That's a responsibility. And that's going to come out in what we're going to talk about in a minute. Thank you for bringing that up. Keep going. What else? Habits, right? That's a responsibility. Anything else? Come on. Being prompt, right? Being there, showing up on time. It's critical. That's a responsibility, right? What's that? The latest person today. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he said it. <laughs> He's very self-aware. <laughs> I love it. So now, here's the thing that I think is really important. I want you to look at your list. Now, go back to your list. I want you to circle the ones that make you money. Circle them. Circle the ones that you know make you money. This is... Yeah, doing this on purpose. Yeah, right? Which ones make you money? And we all know the answer to this, right? These all make you money, right? I had someone that I'm coaching, and I remember as we were, we were going through and, and, and just kind of laying out, okay, what are the things that you need to be doing? I call them MMAs, okay? MMA, money-making activity right? An MMA. And I said, what makes you money? And we started going through it. And as we started going through this, this coaching, what started to come out is that when he trains, is he helping make money? When he's training, 100%. When he's out selling, is he making money? 100%. And when he's shooting, he's a photographer, when he's shooting pictures of houses, is he making money? Yes. I said, so listen, what are the ways that you're going to help your team and your, your business is you need to be doing those three things. And if you find yourself not in those three areas, you got to know, okay, I got to pull back and look at this and go, where's my time most valuable? What's my responsibility? Right? And find those MMAs. So you'll notice that a lot of those make your process improvement. 
that adds money to the bottom line of everything that you guys do, right? Because if there's one thing in that mix that doesn't work and it's an extra expense and you could figure out a way, it's like, hey, that's more opportunity. Maybe another employee that could be added you know, to administration, right? So all of those responsibilities are super important, but there's one that I didn't hear anybody mention, but I'm gonna give you a chance. There's one responsibility that, that every one of you in here has a responsibility for, and it, it, this is a bit, I mean, this is a little trick because I'm sure Neil and Neil, they probably know what I'm gonna talk about, but I'm just curious, anybody else wanna try to guess what's something that they harp on a lot and they talk it about a lot, say again? Accountability is important, and that'll talk about it. Generating, business, generating, leads. generating leads. We're going to talk about that, but this is, there's an, say again? Show up. Show up. Big. Yeah. yeah. Just show up. Yes. What else? Be responsible yourself, but think about your business, right? What's the one thing that you have that's worth a lot of money, right? What's something that you, every one of you that are agents that are out there doing. Okay, oh, oh, now where's your sphere at? Where's your sphere? Right? Facebook, right? Okay, Facebook. All of those people, right? They're all, well, and, you're, and, and if I showed you my cell phone and I just scrolled through it, what would we call that? It's a database. It's a database, right? And so we took a long way to get there, but that's okay because I wanted you to kind of fight through that. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. But it works, right? Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. I need you to read this and understand this. This, we're gonna, this is where we come to, we gotta land the plane. We're gonna take off a little bit more, but we gotta land the plane on this idea. Look at this. Your database will determine your future in real estate. Period. It's your database that you're building that's gonna determine your longevity in real estate. Now I say your database, right? Because remember, when you work in this industry, and the one thing I know about your team is that they can generate a ton of flipping leads. Are leads an issue? Are there a lot of leads coming in? In fact, I remember at one point we were talking on the phone and I remember it's like, you're like, Tomas, we could kind of turn it off and on and kind of, you know, we could kind of play with it a little bit, get a few more here, get a few more there. And I'm like going, we need to talk. Like, <laughs> I need to learn what, what kind of magic y'all are working with, right? So, so if, if you've got a lot of inbound leads coming and so are those going into your database in your CRM? Are they going into your database, right? Now the next question is, when you get that lead is, what about your own personal leads? Are they going in the database? Are you tracking them as well as you're tracking your online leads? Right? Because this is what's gonna determine whether you are in the business and you have a future in the business. It's your database, it's your sphere. Because everybody says, well, hey, just go out and talk to your sphere. And I, I remember when I got in the industry, I'm like, well, I got like five people that I talk to on a regular basis, you know, here and there. So let me call them all up. And you know, within about 10 minutes I was done. And I'm like, now what? Right? Anybody else have that feeling in the beginning? Right? You're like, okay, fear's done. But see, here's the thing. Your sphere is bigger than you think. Because most people think it's just a whole handful of people. 
But imagine if you were to download every contact you have in Facebook. Anybody got a thousand friends on Facebook? Anybody got 2,000 friends on Facebook? That's a sphere. That's a group of people that you can influence, right? And so this is where I come to this idea, instant gratification versus long-term success. Now, when it comes to instant gratification, there's some, there's some signs that, 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 are, that happen really quickly. And in, in the industry, here's some of the signs that I see with agents, because I, I, I talk with a lot of the agents, I do a lot of classes for agents. Here are some of the signs of instant gratification, okay? And one of them is you're focused on transactions only. Meaning you just wanna close the deal and move on. Close the deal, move on. Close the deal, move on. Now, if you're getting a ton of leads, that can work to a certain degree. But if that transaction is just a transaction, it's instant gratification. Meaning it's gonna be short and sweet, but you're never gonna get repeat business. And the goal of real estate, the reason why people are in the, have you ever looked at the top, uh, uh, the top 50 realtors on the business journal? Have you ever noticed it's the same people over and over and over? Have y'all noticed that? Why? Why is it the same people over and over and over? Because typically they are not worried about instant gratification. They are not focused on transaction. They are focused on the relationship piece. Number two, the next thing that happens is there's zero to little follow-up after the sale. Sale happens, no follow-up. Now what, what, what does follow-up mean after the sale? What does that look like? Because y'all work with a lot of buyers, right? Y'all work with a lot of buyers? One month. And what would that, what could that be? Calls, what? Texts, emails, stars, no stars. Yes. Pop by. Pop by, it could be, I mean, there's, the list goes on and on. There's tons of different things that you can do. But when you're instant gratification, you're not, you're just looking at, let me close the next deal. Let me close the next deal. Let me close the next deal. Oh, I got 10 more leads. Don't have time to call those people. Next deal, next deal, next deal. Instant gratification says, no, 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 no. I've got to take the time to follow up on the deals that I've closed, the people that I've helped. It's important. Number three, counting the money before the close. Anybody ever count checks before you got them? <laughs> Listen, I'll, look, you see my hands up. You see my hand is up, okay? I was in real estate. I still have my license. I still keep my license so I can spy on all of y'all, right? I know somebody in here has a really nice listing that we called you. We called you about a really nice, my team, did Elise call anybody in here? On my team, okay, there you go. <laughs> so she called you and was wanting to talk to you about a, a listing that you have, right? So we're spying and looking, we're using MLS. And so I, listen, I've been there. I've counted the money before it hit the bank account. Has anybody ever spent the money before it hit the bank account? Hold on, let me get two hands. I got two, right? I spent the money. But again, when it comes to instant gratification, when it comes to this idea, we have to think long-term. I'm not worried about that, 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 yes, we got bills to pay, yes, get it. But the idea is we're not worried about counting that before it hits the bank. Number four, more about you than them. In an instant gratification mindset, you're just like, it's, it is you, you, you that is the big thing in that transaction. 
And we've got to flip that to long term and say, look, it's them, it's them. Because when you give that client experience, right, that, that client experience that Neil and Neil wants to give to every single client, you're not going to be here. You're not going to be in this area at all. And then lastly, only working leads you think will convert. Anybody ever been, uh, been down that road? We can all admit that, right? Have you ever gotten that? I remember <laughs> had a listing on Donaldson uh, over across from Jefferson. Beautiful house. My phone, the minute we put a sign in front of this, my phone rang at least five to six times a day. And what do you think 90% of those calls were? Nope. Rent. Rent. They wanted to know. It's got a for sale sign and 90% of the calls were, hey, um, I'm looking for a rental and I saw this house and I'm like, it's for sale. It's not, it's not for rent, you know? And I just remember getting really frustrated and then as, instead of looking at as an opportunity, I started looking at it as an inconvenience. You follow me? And so as the phone would ring and I would start to get really negative, but I'm thinking, wait a minute, every person that calls my phone is a stinking opportunity, Tomas. Like, are you crazy? Like that future person is going to eventually buy something at some point. So get a clue, wake up, it's an opportunity. So don't just work the leads that you think will convert. And that means, you know, sometimes you're gonna have people that are in that qualifying stage and where you're trying to figure out, okay, do they qualify, do they not qualify? And you wanna make sure that you give them the opportunity because trust me, at some point, they're gonna be ready to buy. And a lot of times what happens with people when they're ready to buy, it's the first person that calls them, that follows up with them, that reminds them. It's the realtor that they, they could have had a person that's been calling them for a year but they walk into somebody at the grocery store with a name tag and they go, oh, yeah, I'm looking to buy a house. It's like a reminder. So the more consistent you can be, the better. Don't just work the ones you think will convert. Work the leads, okay? Now, long-term success. At the end of the day, everybody is here. I would imagine you wanna have set success over the long haul, right? I, I would imagine you're here. You wanna be successful in this business. and. Anybody here ever like worked on a farm? I know that sounds crazy, worked on a farm, okay? Okay, uh, did you plant? Did you plant anything farming or was it more cattle? Um, Both, say again? Hay and cattle, okay, good, all right. So for my, for my people that are experienced with that, you're gonna understand this concept and everybody else, trust me, you'll understand it as well, okay? Because in order to create long-term success, you're gonna have to understand how to plant. Okay, you're gonna have to understand how to plant. Long-term success is gonna come down to planting. Now, what I mean by planting, now just think real estate, because if we go to you know, farming, we, we, may, we may not have any clue. I don't, I've never lived on a farm. But for those of you that have lived on a farm, you understand there's a process to this, right? And so the planting part, how do we relate that to real estate? What does your planting look like when you're trying to build your business as an agent? or continue your success. Go, say it out loud. Database, putting people in the funnel, right? What else is planting? Networking. Say it again for everybody to hear. <laughs> Networking. Networking. That means I should go to everything that realtors are at, right? 
right? I, what'd you say? I love it. Say that again out loud for everybody. No, no, no. What did I say? I said, that means going to all the stuff that realtors go to, right? Yeah, I don't like realtors. That's a great answer, right? Should you be where all the realtors are? No. That's like sharks hanging out with sharks, you know? That's not a good plan. So you've got to figure out, it's like, where can I network where I'm the only realtor? And that's part of planting. That's part of this process, planting. What's another way you can plant? Yes, I love it. You have the Neil and Neil backpack. That's right, real estate. I love it. That's it. Hey, that's a new one right there. That's a new one. Put that. Put the hat on them. Hey, it's branding. It's branding. You know, I tried that with my son. He had a luxury home magazine T-shirt that he would wear. That that actually was a great idea. I love that. Right. So, planting is also the marketing. Right. All the marketing that y'all are doing is all part of that. Now, let's keep going, and then we're gonna break some of this down more. Now, you're going to see where I'm going with this, right? Because again, long-term success. If you plant and you have seeds in the ground, what are you going to have to do to those seeds? You're going to have to start, right? You got to start cultivating. You got to cultivate. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to make sure that you take care. And this is where you're, this is like the heart of the database. You've got to cultivate your database. You got to cultivate it. You got to turn it over. You got to contact them. You got to do pop buys. The cultivating piece is so critical. And this is one of the reasons the top realtors are always the top realtors because they are consistently cultivating and they are consistently planting. And then last but not least, you know where we're going. What's going to happen? You have the harvest, right? You plant. You cultivate and you harvest. Now let's talk to the far, our farmers, our, our, our resident farmers in the room, right? So now, uh, you did hay, what did y'all grow? What did y'all grow? Uh, cotton seed, hay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, co- okay, we'll just stick with cotton. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna go with cotton and you did hay, right? Okay, so now, when in that process, when you're in the plant, co- was this, did this feel like a long time from here to here? When it didn't rain, right? The elements from here to here felt like a long time. For cotton, right? This period, it's, it's a process, right? Is it a science? Like, does it mean like if I plant this many, I'm going to get exactly this? Okay, that's important. Did y'all, did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch that? That's really important. Because sometimes we think, well, I planted, I cultivated, but there's no harvest. There's, this is not a science. It doesn't always work out one to one or two to one. It doesn't always work out that way. But again, the best people in the business understand that if they stay in the process over time, what's going to come? The harvest. So for those of you that have been in that farming world, you know, as long as I stay in the process, you're eventually going to get something over time. And so this is critical. So now when you think planting, when you think of this word, when you think of planting, I need you to think is, I want to imagine that if you met five new people a week, okay, 
and you added them to your database. Now stay with me, all my math people here. You ready? Five people a week. Let's say you took a two week vacation. So how many weeks in a year is that? Right? So 250 people, did y'all catch that? We got the math whiz right here. He did five times 50, that's 250 people. All right? Everybody got that number, right? Write that number down, 250 people. So between now and next, you know, November, October, right? If you were to meet five new people a week, between now and next October, that's 250 people that you'd put into your database. Now, if we are planting, that means that we're going to meet them and add them to our database. So what's gonna happen now? What do we need to do with that person? We're gonna need to move to the next phase. But the point I wanna make to you is this, I'm gonna ask you a question. If you were to meet 250 people between now, brand new people between now and next time this year, same time next year, how many deals could you get out of 250 people? Ten, fifteen, twenty-five. Let's take all those numbers. I will average them out. Let's say twelve. Who here would like twelve personal deals next year that you produced? You brought them. It's your person. Anybody want? No, I got two people that want twelve deals. <laughs> Only two people want twelve deals next year. Okay, good. That's what I thought. All right, good. So everybody here would love twelve deals, right? But here. Listen to me, I'm telling you, you know what compound interest is, right? You know what compounding is, right? The reality is we're not talking about 12 deals because what's gonna happen with those 12 people that you help? More referrals. Because if you take care of them, those 12 deals could multiply to 20. It could literally be another eight more deals just because you took the time to add five people a week. Now let's, let's break that down, all right? Everybody here been to the grocery store? Everybody been in that line where that person walks up behind you and they're just too close, right? <laughs> Their cart is just really, really close. How many of you have turned around and said, hey, what's going on? I'm a realtor. Know anybody that needs any real estate help? Anybody ever done that? Okay, well guess what? Your, your, guess what your homework is, all right? Listen to me. You have opportunities literally at every moment to add somebody to your database. The question is, I know what most realtors, is we think, you know, I don't, I don't wanna be weird, I don't wanna be awkward, I don't wanna ask, but listen, you're not in a business where you're a nuisance, you are a help. You're helping somebody sell something that is pretty tricky at times. Anybody have go through a negotiation that went sideways? Anybody been in a, in a, in a real estate deal where you're just like, whew, I'm glad I was a part of it. I'm glad I had Neil and Neil with me to help me figure this one out, because this is a doozy, right? Because sometimes real estate can get a little tricky, right? And so the deal is, listen, could we do five people a week in our sleep? Could everybody here do five? How many people could do more than five a week? One person can do more than five. Okay, great. Sign her up. All right, here we go, right? 
Everybody can do this. Now remember, you're either gonna say, okay, I want the instant gratification, I want something that's gonna convert in the lead, or you're gonna say, you know what, I want long-term success. Anybody I see is an opportunity. Anybody that I meet is an opportunity. And in real estate, everybody's an opportunity. That's the beauty of your business. Because they may not buy now, but if you get to the next level and you start cultivating, they might go, man, they were really relentless. They called me about every four months. They told me how the market was going. They told me what was going on. They were, they were really consistent. And then the next thing you know, you get the call. Who's gotten a call from somebody you've met that just says, hey, I'm ready to buy a house. Anybody ever gotten that call? Raise your hand, hi, raise your hand so everybody can see it. Where you've gotten that call, look, look at everybody's hands. Everybody, if you've gotten a call from somebody, raise your hand. I want everybody to see it. Look around the room, look around the room. Everybody look, 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 look. Every, almost, that's almost 80% of you have gotten the call. Now, why did that call come? Because you were planting. You were planting and then you started to cultivate. Now, you need to hear this because it's really important. It costs five times more to acquire new clients than it does to keep one. The acquisition of leads is not cheap. Everybody understand that, right? The amount that your team is engaging for the leads, this is not like, okay, yeah, we're just gonna throw a few bucks out there. This, this is a process and it's not cheap. It costs money. And let me tell you, the people that are in your database, the people that you have that are there, that, are, that you're putting in, that you've worked to deal with, it's much easier to do repeat business than to go out and acquire a, 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 a lead that just kind of comes into the business. So you've got to cultivate. So what does cultivating look like? Tell me, what does that look like? Value. Value, explain. Um, providing them with valuable information that they don't necessarily need, but is gonna turn into business for you or them later on down So how could you do that? Give me really specific. How could you add value to somebody in your database? How could you add value to them tomorrow? Somebody that you sold a house to maybe a year ago, you could provide stats in their neighborhood on sales, days on market, and stuff like that, just to show them what stuff's doing. That sound like a good idea? If you imagine, uh, if you had 10 deals that closed last year, 10 buyers that you represented, and you consistently touched them, you consistently cultivated with them, you consistently were on their radar, who are they gonna call? They're more than likely gonna call you. You've got a way better chance than somebody that's just, you know, random person. If you've built the relationship, and that's why I say the leads that you're converting, the, the leads that are coming in, that you're having buyers, that you're working, you need to build a relationship with them. You've gotta cultivate it so that they know, man, I don't wanna go to anybody else. I need to work with that person. So what else can you do to cultivate? What else? We got, call them, tell them know what the market, what's going on, what else? I actually have, this is, sorry guys, but the realtor that we bought our house with, this is before I was on TV. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, true life confession. Anybody else want to confess anything? Anybody else? <laughs> I love it, please. It's, I just, I think it's smart because every year, like, we have 
comps that we can go argue against it with, basically. And he always reaches out to us and like talks over that with my husband. So I just, and I think that's kind of smart because we take advantage of it, we use the information. We go and we like argue the appraisal increase, but he's like keeping in touch with us on an annual basis just by doing that one basic thing and it's very helpful for us. So. Mm. Did y'all catch that? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, we, somebody on the team wants to give you comps. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you right now, if there's nothing else we learned today, if there's nothing, if we just, if I just walked out of the room right now, what she just dropped, that pearl that she just dropped is a way that that person has been cultivating a relationship with her and her husband. Is that hard to do, what, what he's doing? Could you almost automate that? Could you have somebody in your office do that and, 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 and help you with that to a certain extent? Obviously, yeah, I saw you. I saw that look. I saw that look. Now, here's a caveat. Here's a caveat to that, right? Because of the team, because of your size, your team, here's one thing I'll tell you is that there are certain personal things that just need your touch. Listen to me, listen to me. There are personal things that need your touch on it, right? How many times have you been called from a business but you're called by the assistant and you're getting that assistant call and it just doesn't feel as, ah, it didn't, it didn't feel, I mean, it was still a really nice gesture but the feeling of it was a little different than if the actual owner you know, called you, right? And so the personal touch is big, but listen, thank you for sharing that. That is cultivating on a whole, that's, that is a great cultivating. What else can we do to cultivate? Give me some more. You said earlier pop buys, right? Now, we all know, has anybody ever done a pop buy? Has anybody ever done it? Is, is it time consuming? Time consuming, is it expensive? Yes. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask the real important question. Is it worth the effort? And the answer is, across the board, what I've always seen is yes. If you're truly going to put in the time and really do it, I think it's worth the effort. But you've got to make it like, it's got to be something like your VIPs. You know what I mean? The people that are really, really important to you. Your big people that are constantly feeding you leads, right? are just people that you know are always talking to you, uh, talking to others about you. Really important. So what else can we do? Cultivating. Could we literally make a list of this, of how to cultivate? And one of the things I would challenge the team your next meeting is to, is to basically, what are all, let's create a list of all the ways that people are cultivating right now that maybe haven't been discussed and then just start saying, okay, hey, this is how I'm cultivating, this is how I'm cultivating. I'm gonna tell you that list and everybody in here, if you start doing more of that, you're going to get to this. Because your database is going to determine your success in the industry. Does everybody wanna to get, to the, to get to the closing table? Everybody does. But here's the thing, for the farmers, right? For the people that have lived on a farm, you can't get to the harvest if you don't plant. And by far, like if you put no seeds in the ground, I mean, you talk about a really dumb farmer. If they put no seeds in the ground and then they, they just, you know, I don't know, what is it, nine months, 10 months later, and then they're looking and they're like, well, there's no harvest. How did that happen? 
But yet we do that in real estate. That happens in our industry where people forget to plant. They forget to cultivate. And then they're like, I don't have any results. Well, you gotta work it. This is a business you have to work. You have to put in the time to plant. You have to put in the time to cultivate. And if you stay in process long enough, you're gonna get a harvest. Now I want you to say, think 20K. Everybody say, think 20K. Think 20K. Think 20K. Think 20K. Right. There's a reason why I'm saying 20K, okay? Because I found this statistic that I thought was really interesting. I want you to think about this for a second. The average person will buy three to five properties in their lifetime. You agree with that? I think in San Antonio, I think people buy more. I mean, I, think, I would say that that's, remember, this is an average. I think people in y'all's lifetime, how long y'all been in real estate as a team uh, from beginning uh, till now? Nine years. nine years. So in nine years, how many repeat customers have you had? You've had a lot right? So now you know that the average is this. So if the average is three to five in their lifetime, each person you know buys three houses at an average of 250. Now, I just found out Austin median priced is 400,000. The median. San Antonio, I think is just past this. Grant said it today at a, we, were, we had a panel. Grant said it was almost 250, 230, something like that, right? So now, that's saying if the houses are averaged at 250, that equates to roughly 18,000, almost 20,000 in commissions, in potential commissions from just one single relationship in their lifetime. Are you with me? Is everybody with me, right? You get one person in your database that closes, the chances are that person in the life cycle of your business, they're going to eventually within, I mean, the numbers are saying five to seven years, somewhere around there, they're gonna come out and they're gonna want to purchase again. They're gonna wanna move up, right? And so when they come out of that cycle, the person who has cultivated the relationship, cultivated, cultivated during that time is going to get the opportunity. Now I told you about, and from when I very first started, the top agents, they have this down to a, they know that that customer, the future potential of the person you put in your database, they know that that person is probably going to eventually purchase, but they're going to purchase again and they're going to purchase again. Anybody here ever get the call? Hey, can you just come write this up? Right? How many times that happened? Quite a bit. In nine years? What do you think? Okay, could, hey, I just need you to come write this up. I'm buying something. Come write this up. A lot. Hundred? More? It's around there. Okay. Guys, just think about that for a second. Can you imagine if you had a hundred deals that were just like, hey, I need you to come write this up? Some of y'all are smiling. You're like, ooh, yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Listen. It's cultivating. You don't get there unless you plant and cultivate. And one of the biggest reasons why we had our talk and we were talking like, okay, Tomas, I need you to come in and talk about database. I need you to talk about database. And I said, look, I'm gonna come at an angle of a responsibility because this is the deal. It's your responsibility to take care of your database. And if you don't take care of it, guess what? You're missing the opportunity 
to get to the harvest. You're missing the opportunity to get to the harvest. And if all of those people, if we're saying, hey, they're 20K, that means those 250 that you added to your database over the lifetime, if you're planting and you're cultivating, how much potential commission are we talking about? 12 deals? 12 deals in the pipeline that close and then the ripple effect of those 12 deals and all the people that they know? <whistles> See, it's not even 20K anymore. You follow me? We're not even talking about 20K anymore. We're talking about a complete lifestyle change. We're talking about an opportunity to, to drive whatever you want to drive, right? But if you don't plant, if you don't build your database, if you don't cultivate, you can't get to the harvest where you're getting a hundred, hey, come write this up. You got to get there. So important. And so if you're really good at cultivating, it just gets bigger. If you're really good at cultivating, it just continues to get bigger. And so last but not least, I just want to share this. Uh, the next two slides here is that change is inevitable. Growth is optional. You have a choice from, from this, this, our time together, right? You have a choice right now is you say, hey, I'm going to take responsibility for my database. I'm going to plant. I'm going to cultivate. And I know that if I do those things and I do them really, really well, the harvest will come. It's your choice. You get, to, you get to decide that, right? And I guarantee you, for those that do, that those that dive into this and grab hold to this, next year around this time, when you start talking about data, databases, when you start talking about planting, cultivating, and harvest, there's gonna be stories that are gonna be shared where people doubled their business. Like literally doubled their business because not only are they getting the online leads that your team is giving you, but they've got so much personal business, their business doubled. Wouldn't that be awesome? So I go back to the slide. Here you are today. There's future year, future you. Here you are today and you've got the choice. We can be Homer. We can mix the vodka and the mayonnaise, right? We can mix it up and just drink. Hey, that's a problem for future Tomas. I'll figure it out later. I'll figure out where I'm gonna get all these leads later. Or we could step into the opportunity and say, you know, no, no, no. What, what I do today, that database that I'm gonna be working and cultivating and managing, man, future me better look out. Future me better get ready. Future me better be ready for what's coming. 